0: Day 200 and 213 days since Joe promised he wouldn't abandon Americans, and he did. Now you have to wonder if Putin takes Ukraine, and in all likelihood that that will be the result. I pray that I'm wrong, and I mean that. Um, are we going to forget about it like they did after Georgia, after the annexation of Crimea? My guess is yes. And And this is where the rubber meets the road here. It is... It is the economic and insane energy policies of Joe Biden that pushed our NATO and Western European allies right into Vladimir Putin's arms. Whether anybody wants to admit this truth, whether you're a new Green Deal, radical socialist or not, the bottom line is the world's economy, the lifeblood of the world's economy is energy. That energy comes in the form of oil, gas, and coal now maybe one day it'll be different but as of today it's not and joe biden was handed energy independence he was america was a net exporter of energy and giving into the radical left of his party he decided to abandon those policies artificially reduce the world's supply of energy and as a result joe biden every single day even now is importing 672,000 barrels of oil from Russia. Well, how is he getting paid, Hannity? Because if you look really closely at the banking sanctions that they put in place, there are loopholes. They're threading the needle. Vladimir is not going to give the oil if he's not going to get the money. So the policies push our allies into Putin's arms because they need it for the lifeblood of their economies. They don't have the natural resources we do we have more energy resources than the middle east and russia combined we we would easily return to energy independence we would easily once again be a net exporter of energy 232 million barrels of oil in 2021 joe imported from russia so everybody's now dependent on russia so the one sanction that would actually work is off the table we just you, you just heard the national security advisor for Joe Biden say, no, 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 this we're, we're, our sanctions are not in any way designed to stop the uh, energy flow out of Russia. Well, then, then every other sanction is meaningless. And it 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 literally now takes it to a whole other level, because as this war goes on, now they're keeping Putin rich and in that sense, funding. The the invasion of Ukraine, because if we cut off his energy supply, then it would have a dramatic impact on the Russian economy because that's 50, 55, 60 percent of his economy. But nobody's willing to do that. Does it make sense to anybody listening to my voice that we in 2021 imported 232 million barrels of oil from Russia that we're importing today? 672,000 barrels of oil from Russia even in the middle of all of this, and then Joe Biden lying and saying we're putting the toughest sanctions on Russia when, in fact, we are not. Every, the, Europe is making Putin rich again and Russia rich again, and the United States is making Putin and Russia rich again. The one sanction that would have the most impact, they won't go near because they're addicted to oil and Joe is addicted to New Green Deal socialism and, God forbid, he stands up against his own party. He's not going to do that either. And the American People CBS uh, poll that came out now showing that uh, most Americans believe the State of the Union is rotten. When the question is asked, a new survey completed before Russia invaded Ukraine, 78% of Americans are dissatisfied with the way things are going in the U.S. By the way, where's the other 22%? What, what planet are they living on? Now, last night with the State of the Union, I mean... Was any of this addressed? No, none of it was addressed. And like every other Democratic administration, they, they always focus on cutting defense spending. The single best thing the world could do right now is arm the Ukrainian people who have shown incredible bravery. They've been stoic. They're risking their lives. They've shown courage. President Zelensky, I give him credit. He's still there. He's got his, you know... He's got his gear on and he's out in the streets and he's fighting for his country. Most leaders of most countries by now would have been on a private jet off to a safe haven with millions of dollars that they pillage from their own country. He hasn't done that. And I I hope he doesn't do that. What we ought to be focused on is energy and the military. Those are the two things that would matter the most. And we ought to be providing the munitions that are needed the javelins the stinger missiles that would be most effective against this Russian army now as of this morning this 40 mile convoy of of Russian troops and and Russian tanks and munitions and fuel uh they're only 18 miles outside of Kiev and let me tell you when I look at that I'm thinking uh uh-oh this is about to become it's, it's about to go to the next level and I pray to God Almighty, I'm wrong. And the next level would be a massacre, and the next level would be the toppling of the government of Kiev. The next level will mean thousands upon thousands and likely tens of thousands of people dead, and that might be on the low side. That's what I fear the most now. Now, you would think, that maybe these European countries would get together and they'd be arming the Ukrainians that show that they're willing to fight. You know, if we can see on satellite imagery where the convoy is, I don't know, maybe some smart country, maybe NATO might take some of their fighter jets, uh, or maybe they can use some drone strikes and take out the whole damn convoy. And then nobody takes credit for it. So then Putin won't know who to hit back well, he's threatening nuclear weapons. Hannity, you're talking about nuclear war. I'm not talking about nuclear war, nor would I support one American boot on the ground here. But at what point is this going to end? Because nobody did anything after Georgia was taken in 08. Nobody cared about Crimea being annexed in 2014. It's interesting how Donald Trump, Putin did nothing during those years. And I would argue it's because he feared Trump and he believed Trump would do whatever was necessary. You know, but if you look at, you know, more defense spending, you know, to meet these threats. Not a word from Joe Biden about that. Uh, not a word about going back to energy independence or being a net exporter of energy. You know, it's it, it, on every single thing this guy had done. And I could go through the speech. I can play it all for you. But why bother? Because the border is a disaster. The economy 40-year high of inflation that is a disaster for most americans the energy price increase as a result of him abandoning energy independence is killing every single american is feeling the pain but especially and disproportionately it's negatively impacting the poor and the middle class in this country these are things that we could we could prevent and then what did we get last night we got a a a sort of new packaging around build back broke. I couldn't believe my my, my ears. I, I'm reading this uninspiring piece of garbage. And, you know, China's not even mentioned hardly in this speech, which is probably even a far bigger threat than that of of Russia. That was interesting. The South China Morning Post had an uh, article today. How did I come across this? Don't ask. I have a really good team of researchers, but the u s apparently is saying they will stand firm behind their security commitment to both Taiwan and its allies. a visiting delegation of former top American military and security officials. By the way, Mike Pompeo is headed over there. Uh, we have a delegation led by the former Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman Mike M- Michael Mullen. who was sent by Biden uh Pompeo, who's very popular in Taiwan uh might convey views that please taiwan while undermining the biden government's indo-pacific strategy i don't know uh we'll try and get uh, him on the line when he's there i think he's there towards the end of the week uh apparently china wasn't happy hearing that mike pompeo was headed over there um but all of this is smoke and all of this is mirrors you know what's now happening by the way the new york post had an article Russian troops slaughtered another six-month-old baby, a Ukrainian policeman's family, newborn baby. They slaughtered the whole family, all while one brother heard it on a phone call. Dead, gone. And, you know, does every life matter? To me, it does. Russia then unleashed deadly airstrikes. As 700,000 now. Ukrainians have fled. The Ukrainian now is bracing for this convoy coming in. My great fear is this convoy is, is going to unleash hell. On the capital of Ukraine, Russian oligarchs, by the way, are now openly condemning Putin's war, but they're scrambling to hide their yachts and their billions of dollars. Well, those are the people that people like Hunter Biden did business with. Uh, the, you, I give the Ukrainian people a lot of credit. They're staying and fighting. Russia now is targeting you know, the population at large. They seem to have no no sense of caring at all. They're bombing indiscriminately here. Ukraine's defense secretary said two Chechen hit squads were sent to assassinate President Zelensky. They were neutralized with the help of intelligence leaked by renegade elements inside a Russian uh, security and secret service, uh, the equivalent thereof. If that's true, then there's hope that somebody maybe in his inner circle— might do the right thing and, and save the world from this disaster. And that means Vladimir Putin's got to go, and he's got to go by any means necessary. But Russia has been stepping up their attacks. They're only 18 miles out of Kiev. Um, some reports are saying they've been, they've been stalled by fierce resistance. I don't think the Ukrainians have the firepower to fully resist yet. They have some Javelin missiles. Donald Trump gave it to them. Not a word about how much, how quickly we're going to get javelins over to the uh, Ukrainian people so they can stand up for their own country. That's the smart thing to do. Same thing with Stinger missiles. The targets of the Russian onslaught now are, they're literally, you know, taking out, you know, men, women, and children without a, without blinking an eye. You can't watch this, said one witness, you know, without crying. The blast in Freedom Square marked the first time the Russian military hit at the center of a city. But uh, once this convoy makes it and surrounds Kiev, and once uh, Belarus and the troops come from the north, um, it's going to be an unmitigated disaster. It's not going to be good. The U.N. is useless. I don't think NATO is capable of really building the response that would be needed and necessary in a moment like this. You know, in, in July, Vladimir Putin made his intentions known. Then he started a long, months-long buildup of troops and munitions and equipment on the eastern border of Ukraine. And even then, it, people were saying stupid stuff like, oh, he's not intending to go in. This is He's just trying to get sanctions out of people. Okay, I said maybe they, maybe you're right, maybe I'm wrong. But when you see 150,000, 200,000 troops amassing on the border of a sovereign country— with all the military might that Russia has, you, you've got to believe that probably something really bad's about to happen. But the world just sat there, you know, dumb and stupid and didn't do a thing, you know. And President Zelensky, God bless him, he gave a hell of a speech. You know, prove you are with us. He's begging his European country, begging these European countries. This is why when Donald Trump lectured the head of NATO, on how stupid they are right to his face you know 4 years ago he said let me get this straight we're we're paying all this money more than any other country a greater percentage of gdp to protect your countries from russia and you're making billion dollar deals and buying russian energy and making putin and russia rich again how stupid is that and the guy couldn't answer that question cuz it is stupid It's unbelievable. He's always been a hostile dictator, authoritarian dictator, and a hostile actor, and this has always been a hostile regime. Not hard to figure out. Anyway, if you're having trouble sleeping, and maybe this is keeping a lot of people up at night, what has worked for me in the past is all things my pillow. I fall asleep faster. I stay asleep longer. You can, too. Uh, I've told you about these incredible Giza dream sheets. I've been raving about them. It's made from the world's best cotton Giza, soft, breathable, the most comfortable sheets you'll ever sleep on. And good news, financially, it's at its lowest price ever, 60% off. And that's only $39.99 when you go to the Sean Hannity Square at MyPillow.com. Now, they also have other deep discounts on 150-plus other Pillow products that will help you sleep better. Anyway, right now, if you go to the Sean Hannity Square, MyPillow.com, you'll also get not only the lowest price ever on Giza Dream Sheets, but you'll get Mike Lindell's book for free with your purchase. Uh, you can call and just mention my name, 800-919-6090. For the sleep you desperately want, need, desire, crave, and deserve, well, when those products arrive, you'll you'll get it. MyPillow.com, Sean Hannity Square.